podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. To you and yours. May your Hanukkahs, Kwanzaa's, life days, and cry eyes that's plural for Christmas, be wonderful. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Uh, we're back uh, with our December edition of this podcast that seems to be monthly. Uh... Hope you're all excited to talk about one of the episodes of Star Trek that has a child in it. <laughs> Your classic child episodes. Wait. Which one? Are we doing hero worship or did we already do that? No, we're doing violations. violations all right. Yeah. Your classic <laughs> Deanna Troy. Hang on. Empath. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no bueno. Bad empath episodes. Thank you. Are you ready to do this one? I, I, look, it's not like I haven't seen them before. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I am Are prepped, you telling guys. me we already did hero worship? I don't think we did. We yeah. did New Ground, which was the child. Oh, am I one ahead? You are one ahead, I think. Hero worship. Hero worship is the kid that wants to be Data. Oh, Yeah. Oh, we haven't done that. Yeah, I watched yeah. that one, too. So okay. I guess I watched one ahead to get ahead for next month. Well, good for you, Andy. Okay, so it's hero worship. Yeah. Okay. Classic child episode. <laughs> <laughs> this bad, monthly thing. Is, bad uh, empaths will be next week. Okay, no problem. Hi, Dory. All right. There's something going on. There's something just being transferring handed. of the baby monitor. There's a situation. Um, hero worship. Okay, you know, I'm wrapping yeah, my head around you it. You know, a young boy who's the sole survivor of a devastated ship becomes obsessed with simulating data. You know that one, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You're all familiar, right? You guys remember that fun episode? Um, yes, the previous one was New Ground. I thought that was what you were getting because it was another. That was another kid one, obviously. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, they're all. It's either kid, empath, or. Kid, empath, or kill, or no? What is it? Like, what's the other trope? Uh, trope. Kid, kid, empath, empath. virus. Kid, <laughs> empath, virus. <laughs> you know, those are the three plots of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Anyway, Andy, since we don't have uh, sponsors anymore, I figured why why not just uh, head on into the Admirals Club first things first. It's like a good idea. Oh, no, we don't go into the Admiral's Club. We do this first. Matt, oh, yeah. would you have them watch this episode? Eh, not really. <laughs> I mean, you can. Good. I don't mind. I don't mind if you watch it. I hope they're clean so there could be a super cut of those someday. I think I've talked over a lot of them, unfortunately. Well, 
Uh, there doesn't need to be a supercut. There has to be a supercut. All right, there has to be a supercut. <laughs> Someone quick, make it. Only be like you only have to cut one up every month. <laughs> be like four of them now. Um, I think. How long have we been doing that? Anyway, let's go into the Admirals Club. Sure. Wait. Why you, isn't you the... have... There we go. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admirals Club. Max. Max? <laughs> How do they get into the Admirals Club? <laughs> oh, man, we are <laughs> not good today. Uh, well, uh, handy. Um, you just go ahead to your Apple uh, Podcasts app now, separate on your apps and your operating systems. Apple Podcasts, leave a review, five stars. You'll be welcomed with open arms to the Admirals Club. I don't know if this is controversial. I don't like podcasts. I don't like the, the Apple Podcasts. The app, I don't care for it either. I, I, like I tried to use it early on and uh, have uh, steered clear ever since. Um, our first Admiral admittee, is Juniper9986, who says, Bumbling perfection. We certainly lived up to that already. <laughs> mm. I'm currently working on catching up to your current podcast. This is my first podcast that I've ever listened to. Wow, Juniper, thank you for honoring us. Um, and I'm thrilled that I started here. Matt and Juniper, Andy. your review is meaningless. You have nothing to compare us to. <laughs> it's not true, Juniper. We're the best podcast we've ever listened to because we're the only podcast. That's true. She's He or she is comparing it to her experience or his experience with regular human beings. Sure. And, and that person says, bumbling perfection. Matt and Andy are spectacularly, nearly competent. <laughs> While perusing your previous podcast, it's perfectly plain that you're partly proficient. Please progress. Progress in your pursuit of Picard through powerful peregrination of plots. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Probably. Who knows? Um, uh, thank you. I should Jennifer. have said probably not. Probably not. Could have been either. Often you pronounce things like a weirdo who just has read to himself. Uh, it was a thing that was passed down to me by my mother, who only read the paper and books. She never, she never heard human beings. Say she never, speak, <laughs> never spoke out loud. My father would always say that my mother was a Russian spy before <laughs> it was in vogue. Um, the uh, we were we we're debating, and uh, I don't know where I don't know where you stand on your level of resistance to this, but I was sort of saying I would like it because my work situation may change, and we both may be on set on different shows. But therefore, our situation may link up that we. I want us to try and do Picard weekly. I don't know if it's going to happen, but... Um, Look, I, I also don't know if it's going to happen. The problem with Picard is it'll probably be like a Sunday night airing kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, would you want it would be like, well, do we do it Sunday night? We're both, you know, I have God forbid watch I together. I 7 a.m. call time. It's like... I guess I might too. When, yeah, would yeah, it, when do you would. think it'll break, though? Mightn't it be at 6 West Coast time? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. How did Discovery work? I was always on the East Coast for it, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If you guys know on the West Coast. <laughs> you guys know. Let us know. thing that we should know. Please uh, tell us. Yeah, I mean, you just got to find somebody who's, who is hooked up to the show in a deep way. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, It's there's hard that. to say because, like, Picard going in would throw off all of our TNG. I think we would... Well, I, I maybe I'll put up a poll to ask, but I would. My feeling was we would be couching that while we're going through Picard, unless you want to make Picard. A, I don't know. I a mean, Patreon. Look, I'm not. I mean, a, I'm not a person who knows what people want. Do you want me to ask them? Yeah, but I don't think they know what they want. Well, people like to be told what they want. 
Is that true of you? In this one, Luke is a hermit who hates the Jedi. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, the next one is, in, oh, the other thing we were going to do is um, possibly with Picard is uh, I was thinking I might dive in. You're going to have to quick. you got like a week and a half. Is it really? you got like two weeks, literally. Is it really that fast? Yeah, it comes out like January 19th, I think. All right, it might have to be a little bit of a as-I-go kind of a thing. Um, all right, well then. Uh, really, it just seems like you should watch Nemesis and then read the four comic books, three comic books. Wait, there's comic books that i got to read? There's three comic books, Countdown 1, 2, and 3. Oh, and that's... Countdown 1 and 2 already out, done. Are they like uh, one of those lost things where it's like, and then Picard did this, or is it like a story? No, it's a story. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right, I'll order those things. Uh, and if you have you things... get them on IDW's website if you'd care to do that. If anybody I've wants to them. send uh, or publicly post, possibly on our, in our face group... Um, uh, honestly, I think you just you should just watch... Yes. Nemesis and read these three comics. I mean, that's going to be the biggest crash course, fast way you can do it. A lot of people mention New Light. Inner Light. Inner Light, sorry. Which I don't think you need to deal with. You right don't now. think so? No. Are those just like Picard character things? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a great episode. It's like a pantheon of Star Trek episodes, sure. We're coming up on it new soon anyway, so I'd just be jumping ahead. Um, yeah, but there's like a few in the sixth season. I mean, really, I don't know how many it is that you'd have to watch that are outside of what we've already seen because we're in the middle of the fifth season. Well, I'm not sure what my new schedule will be. But then First Contact, too, would be a thing you'd have to watch. Uh, again, I'm sure you haven't seen that in like 20 years. Mm. Um, I mean... Iborg, which is this season also. Oh, uh... I started to watch that one already. So I'm already halfway through that episode. <laughs> you jumped ahead to Iborg, huh? Because of this. That because was one, of Picard? Yeah, that was on one of the lists. It should be probably on all the lists. I mean, really, it's going to be I, Iborg. I tried to cross-reference the ones that all said the same episodes and start there, and Iborg yeah. and Inner Light were on them. Iborg because Hugh apparently is in Picard, according oh, is to he? seeing those... Um, what do you even call it? The uh, I think he's in a trailer. Yeah. So, whatever. Anyway, that's your Picard discussion for right now. Anyway, we were thinking about doing a bonus pod for our lieutenant's level in Patreon next month. Uh, that's us basically discussing the episodes that I've tried to watch and catch up on yeah, instead you, of discovery. You really have. You have got to get going. Well, you've got no time, Andy. You've got a lot of hours of trek to get in. Let's just not put more pressure on Andy Secunda. Well, look, Andy, I don't know what you're even doing here. Get out of here. Go watch Star Trek. <laughs> we have to do our podcast. But you should be watching Star Trek. This, it's a Star Trek podcast. But you're this completely... doesn't help you. Oh, fine. I'm Picard does listen. nothing in this episode. <laughs> um, anyway, feel free to sound off. Seems like people haven't been sending in that many hails anymore. Um, well, we're down to 499 patrons. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. No, I don't mean that. The patrons are doing great with their hails. It's oh, the patrons, uh, your winners. It's the uh, it's the regular people because I believe it's because we moved our information about the emails to the end of the podcast. That's my theory. It also might be that we're only doing well, it once a month. I always so thought people... that stuff should be top of show. The hails? No, no, no. The the, the info. Oh. Like, oh, open the hail bag. If you want to email us, email us. Go ahead. Yeah, watch. I'll show you how to do it. That'll be endless. No, I'll show you how to do it. Watch this. Ready? I'm not done with my Admirals Club yet. Oh. <laughs> Who's, who else gave us a five-star review, Andy? Salvius Julianus, who says, mm -hmm. enjoyable train wreck. Yes. I don't know why you would think that, Salvius. 
Starting uh, started listening several weeks ago. Their discussion from a writer perspective has helped me enjoy watching episodes again with a new appreciation. Uh, often their commentary is laugh out loud funny. <laughs> often that's funny. Um, well, let's I not like go overboard. When it's not laugh out loud funny, it's informative. Yeah, it's right. We're infotainment, okay. uh, which can sometimes be embarrassing when I listen during my lunchtime walk and I'm stop and I and I'm I think he's saying I stop on the sidewalk laughing. Uh, thank you, Salvius. Um, and that is uh, our Admirals Club. Uh, and if you would just scoot over into the President Circle Lounge. The United Federation of Planets President Circle. Hey everyone, welcome to the President's Circle. If you'd like to be a member, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC and join the President's Circle. You'll get two extra episodes of the pod every month, uh, totaling sometimes up to five hours of content in two episodes. It's sad, but Andy and I often can't shut up. We have no time to do the podcast. Let's do a podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Why did that take three hours? We can't stop talking. We're in the right profession for it. Not profession. Um, amateur. Amateur. <laughs> amateur. We're in the right amateur endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, these are our, uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees this month. If you uh, if you join on the president's level and uh, you leave us a comment or a question and it is read on the podcast, you have received your Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Mm. Um, the first one is from... I, Andy, declare Kevin Storer to be the undisputed president. Mm-hmm. He's made some some uh, words in caps and some lowercase to uh, confuse me. Um, well, I think that's sort of like the best way to make your point. Um, thank you, um, Lieutenant. Uh, Andy, what an adventure that was in the president's circle lounge extraordinaire. We're still in here, technically. We are. Hope you all enjoyed your uh, bonus episode of me not having a good time with Star Wars. I was just saying to Matt, the uh, I guess probably the best gift you can give Star Trek fans is Matt bashing on Star Wars. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that Star Wars fans, Merry Star Christmas. Trek fans, uh, you know, agree on one thing, and that is that uh, space is pretty cool, and I think both franchises can exist together. But, you know, Star Trek fans uh, uh, like reasons for things. <laughs> yeah. We like science. Look, there's... We like to know the hows and the whys. It's uh, it's built on myth and adventure. Yes, yes. It's, uh, yes. it's a different It's slant. not science fiction. It's fantasy. It just happens to take place in space. Um, I found it entertaining. But as you'll hear in the thing... Space wizards. We both had issues. Well, as they've heard, as fans of this podcast, yeah. we both have issues. Well, we, we, we both certainly have issues. There's really no debating that. Um, all right, let's get to the other Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees. All right. He had one that he was so lucky he got his own bonus episode right for, for, for gosh sakes. I feel like I should, like, play a hail or... Oh, you know what I should, we should have done? What? We're in the president's circle. We are, but we like don't have this any, part, this part should have... What is have, the hollow DJ this, doing? He's asleep. Oh. Uh, this Too part late. is where we, we should have been like... I should have, we should have recorded an intro for that other thing. I guess we'll have to do that at the end. 
I'm certain one of us will remember that. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to do it right now. Oh, Andy, we're back in the uh, present. We've somehow remembered to do that thing we were talking about doing, which is no, record I'm, a separate intro. Now, I can't see your finger. I assume you just hit it twice? Yeah, correct. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the mood to do another two hours of talking and then have you go, oh, I only hit it once. Uh, well, that's, you know what? Good on you for asking, Andy. Good on you for asking. What else is happening to the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor recipients? You know, we had a lot, and we're, uh, we're a little bit lighter, as I mentioned, on the, uh, on the hails, uh, probably because we're monthly now, so um, uh, I have a, I have a, a couple of them, and some are just delightful. Um, uh, first one is from Lieutenant Tim Collins, mm-hmm. who says, "Any chance you guys could give a special shout out to all the British TNC patrons out there? While the President Circle subscription remains an entirely appropriate seventeen dollars and one cent, this is uh, God bless you for that, pal. Um, in debate sometimes." Uh, this is billed in dollars each month and, month, and the steadily tanking pound is becoming a real pain in the bum. <laughs> oh, no. It's still absolutely worth it to listen to my favorite podcast, favorite spelled the British way, um, which would be uh, cheap at twice the price. I'm just saying if Trek's post-scarcity communist utopia could hurry up, that'd also be grand. <laughs> that would be very grand. Thank you for putting your hard-earned British sterling British pound sterling into this podcast. We truly appreciate it, and I have repaid you by not doing a terrible British accent when I read your hail. In 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 a way, he's repaid us all. Lieutenant Lauren Gleason, uh, Lieutenant Lauren Gleason, donkey of prey, uh, says hello, fellow presidents. Uh, I am back on Patreon. She was out for a little bit, then just welcome totally back. Briefly to catch up on Matt and Andy's antics. Unfortunately, I've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, so life has been tough lately. Listening to the dynamic duo talk about Discovery and Marvel movies has really made things more tolerable. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. Thank you so much, Lauren. We both uh, hope you uh, get well soon. We hope you're doing okay. And I just want to include this one to give her an official Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. You deserve it. Um, as you are a brave individual. Thank you for listening to us. If we make your life a little bit easier, then, quite frankly, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she just said she has an autoimmune. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, I hope she laughed at that. That was meant to Will we cut this part out? No, no, we're not going a... to. She gets us. Right. <laughs> we're <laughs> who terrible. Could get, who could get us more than someone who is paying for us on Patreon? <laughs> um, Godspeed, Lauren. Uh, we wish you both what we wish we both wish you well. There you go, Lieutenant David Yee from Brisbane, Australia says, "Hey guys, I've uh, always been interested in Star Trek predictions of medical advances and advances in technology in general. So much so that it inspired me to pursue a career in nursing and recently in clinical informatics slash health IT systems. Uh, medical advances have been coming quickly of late. The ubiquitous use of tablets, iPads, and the high-speed networks." 3D cellular printers, gene editing, and the recent competition to develop the first prototype for a medical tricorder. Ooh, cool. I didn't nice. know that. Can Bones' kidney regeneration tablet be that far away? No, I hope not. that one. That's Star Trek IV. <laughs> is that Star Trek IV? Yep. Keep up the good work, Lieutenant David. Dialysis. E. Saint what Australia. is this? The oh, Dark Ages? Right. I Here, take two that. of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> he cured me. He gave me a pill and it grew my kidney back. That's so great. A lot of really great jokes in that movie. It's a it's a it's a good one. Why is it so hard to do the great jokes on the regular series? <laughs> you know, you mean you mean TNG yeah. as a whole? 
I mean, you know, in the original, a lot of the, I guess that you know, in some ways, the definitely the timing of the actors might have been better in the original. Although, although Patrick Stewart has some just killer, dry takes, and so does Worf. So I mean, look, the performances are not the issue. I'm partially responsible for the funniest three minutes of television on extras when he's uh, oh sure pitching <laughs> sure his movie so where good. he just sees everyone naked. Side note <laughs> in the. Uh, in the president's circle, on the boards, uh, Lauren Greeson uh, told, uh, was talking about her issue, and Lieutenant David Yee, medical professional, uh, was very nice and supportive to her. I love it. A community of communities. Um, and then this one is uh, a little bit long, um, and to be honest with you, it was in S.H.I.E.L.D. secret coded messages, but it was so delightful, uh, I really thought it needed to be kicked up to, for a Medal of Valor. This is from Lieutenant K.D. Campbell. Mm. Uh, I need you to read your part. There's some of a script sometimes. We have a script. Um, and this was, uh, I think, what was the Horns of Freedom? <laughs> was that in which Marvel movie was that mentioned in? <laughs> Feels Thory, right? Horns of Freedom. Oh, wait. No, you know what? That might have been in Gar- Guardians oh, of the Galaxy yes, 2. Oh, yes. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 for the, uh, for, the, for the thing that we'll uh, play at our funerals, hopefully. And I said, uh, am I going to get the Horns of Freedom when I die? <laughs> <laughs> and Matt yeah, said, yeah, I think so. And I said, thanks. I'll play it. <laughs> You'll uh, play a sound cue? Yeah. <laughs> so the year is 2071. <laughs> Thousands of friends, loved ones, and several beautiful former leading ladies dressed in widow's black have gathered to mourn Andrew Secunda, the world-famous podcaster, television producer, four-time Academy Award-winning screenwriter, <laughs> and the only man to podcast from the summit of all seven <laughs> of the world's tallest peaks. After a eulogy by former President Michelle Obama <laughs> and a moving tribute from his third ex-wife, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Andrew's former podcast and writing colleague Matt Meyer makes his way up to speak. A brief moment of murmuring ripples through the crowd as many wondered if the two titans of creativity had reconciled their rumored long-standing feud prior to Andrew's passing. No one save the two men knew quite what had caused the riff, but it was common knowledge in Hollywood that the dinner party at Jonathan Frakes' house on Memorial Day 2042 uh, didn't go as planned. Something about scrambled eggs. <laughs> the Susurus uh, ceases as Matt adjusts the microphone. Well, old friend, I promise you this. He removes a large rectangle from his pocket. Brie Larson, <laughs> Segunda. <laughs> I think I wrote this fan fiction. <laughs> Sitting at the front, recognizes the device as an old iPhone, a communication device popular before the Apple iBrain was introduced. <laughs> Matt reverently holds the phone up to the mic and presses the screen. And that was Inside Baseball, thundered through the Staples Center speakers. <laughs> no, wait, wrong one. Uh, he presses again. Andy needs a girlfriend. Uh, the crowd glances around and nervously giggles. Fuck. <laughs> and then Henry has a, a cameo. He says, Dad, the three-time three, three Super Bowl champion and Patriots Hall, Patriots Hall of Famer admonished. Um, suddenly, the air is split as the triumphant cacophony of the horns of freedom roll through the assembly, the atmosphere itself seemingly vibrating in the silence that follows the last clarion note. Matt stands silently and looks over at the giant photo of a smiling Andy next to the mountains of flower arrangements. I know, buddy. I know. He sighs and raises the iPhone once more. Sighing, he presses the screen. Oops, I <laughs> did it again. That scene. was a great scene. That was Thank a you, lot Lieutenant of fun. Campbell. Um, and with that, we're done. Guys, that's the kind of fun we're having over at the uh, President's Circle. Join us if you would. Uh, head to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. To get your bonus pods, I'm talking things like 
All the Marvel movies up through, God, Spider-Man now. And then, uh, of course, our entire season one of Discovery. We have, uh, we have finished it. We, are, we have started season two. We're thinking about in uh, January, uh, I might try and cram in as many old episodes of Star Trek and Star Trek Nemesis before watching Picard that I can, and then we'll have a bonus episode theoretically in January with us uh, not doing full episodes, but just sort of giving an overview of of, uh, of commentary. I just want you to just watch everything, write down every question you have, and I'll just try to answer everything. <laughs> before? Or or as we watch it? What do you mean? No, I mean, like, just, I want you to collect, I want, like, you to just grab a moleskin and a pencil and just start scribbling as you're watching these things. It's like, well, what happened? Well, who's this person? Yeah. Well, what's going yeah, 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 yeah. on? Oh, man. And I'll try to answer everything I can. That actually should be entertaining for someone. <laughs> Well, Andy, I suppose we should mosey on out to the hallway here. Let's head out the back door. All right. So then we're not going to... Jesus. Andy, why is that so loud? I don't know. Somebody must have turned up the volume on the doors. I definitely turned up the volume. Uh, with that... Uh, oh, I didn't plug in again. Oh, boy. Uh, with that... <laughs> with that, let us open your hail bag. Captain, we are being hailed. Um, our first hail is a voice hail, and it is from a new time listener. Hi, Andy and Matt, mostly Andy. My name's Amanda from New York. I started listening to the podcast a few months ago. I started with Starmock, I think, and I had no idea which one of you is Matt, which one of you is Andy, <laughs> which one had seen it before, which one hadn't. I confused your voices. I didn't know why it took you 30 minutes to get to the actual content of the podcast. It was really annoying. So I went back and started listening from the beginning, and it all makes sense, and I like the hails. And if you play this, eventually I will hear it when I'm an old maid, uh, <laughs> because I'm still in season three. I love you guys. Bye. I'm glad that if you listen to it in order, then we make sense. Oh, <laughs> I well. wouldn't expect that. <laughs> I'm surprised that like you could be so annoyed by that, which I imagine is a valid feeling if you're just going to pop in on one of our episodes yeah and like really when the hell are they going to talk about the, the episode yeah i'm just uh i'm very impressed that you decided to also go back and uh check out more thank you for your endurance thank you for your <laughs> true <laughs> listener endurance our next hail is from anthony wiper anthony wiper uh, and this is about New Ground, the last episode. Uh, staff shortages. Uh, Riker and Worf to the rescue. Hey, guys. Uh, great to hear you on the air again. Awesome that your level of professionalism hasn't at all increased. Remains consistent despite the pressures of life and work, etc. Please don't ever change. It's brilliant the way it is. I wouldn't worry about it, Anthony. <laughs> um, just looking back at the decision to send Riker and Worf to rescue Alexander. While I totally agree Data would be the obvious choice, I am more th than surprised... Uh, that on a ship of over a thousand people, supposedly Starfleet's best and brightest, uh, with time being a factor, there wasn't anyone on the ship qualified to open a door and carry a small boy that was closer than the bridge? <laughs> it's really true. Um, anyway, please keep recording whenever you can. Andy, uh, even though the jingle cracks me up, I hope you find a girlfriend soon. Thanks, Tony. Cheers, Tony. We all do. Um, Brett Parsons writes... This is a Christmas theme. BP. Question. BP. Uh, which Star Trek character would you invite over for Christmas? Matt? Uh, Picard. Because he's so so British. 
That is true. So Christmassy. And they had that Christmas that one time in Star Trek Generations. But if you invited Data, <laughs> if you invited Data over, then uh, we could teach him could, about the traditions. Well, he could. He would. He would decorate the whole outside of the house and the tree instantly. Oh, that's true. Just like he can build models for small boys who so don't true. apparently know how to build models. It's going to be a fun one. And the last one is from Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk, who says, "What does Klingon Christmas look like?" I bet there's a lot of blood wine. It probably looks a lot like The Nightmare Before Christmas, like Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Jack Skellington thinks Christmas is. Like, it's Sandy Claws and, you know, severed heads are given out. It's a lot of fun. This is Kronos. This <laughs> is Kronos. There you go. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your hailback. Frequencies closed, sir. Sir, sir, sir. Andy. Uh, Matt. Hero Worship aired the week of January 27th, 1992. Did it. Oh, yeah, it did. Did it. Did I do this out of order? No, you're right. Oh, thank This God. time you're right. <laughs> thank God. Oh, God, thank God. <laughs> what would happen? Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, good God, thank God. Uh, you know what I know about that that time of our lives? Uh, this was the number one song. Love's going to leave. It sure was, buddy. Right said Fred was all over. Oh, oh what happened? Right said Fred was all over the U.S. radio stations, while U.K. audiences preferred "Stay" by Shakespeare's Sister. Huh? Shakespeare's Sister? I never heard of them. Have you? Nope. Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss was back on the bestseller list, and the hand that rocks the cradle enjoyed its fourth week at the top of the U.S. box office. I didn't know it was on top that long. At a historic Camp David meeting, President Bush and Yeltsin jointly announces the uh, announced the formal conclusion of the U.S.-Russia Cold War. <laughs> Such quaint times. It's Ni- gotten colder. <laughs> the 1992 Winter Olympics Games opens in Alberta, France, or Al- Albertville, France. Sorry. Um, the U.S. trial against Manuel Noriega began with the defense's opening statement that Noriega was our ally in the war on drugs. And Time Magazine's cover had a plain Navy background with the text, The Fraying of America, a scorching look at political correctness, social breakdown, and the culture of complaint. Again, oh, no. <laughs> again, also oh, no. <laughs> crazy. Why is that now? <laughs> I can't believe this was number one. Had to be one at some point. This was their only hit, right? Yeah. Were the rest of their songs him just describing? I mean, they're British. Why did we pick it up as number one, where the British people were just like, I'm going to leave this alone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can have this one, guys. (laughs) Um, uh, Andy, that, it's time to talk more about January 27th, not, 1992. It is. And uh, here we go. Frank Sinatra, come on. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra, come on. Let Matt, me play this week, found Frank performing on January 24th at the Met Center Let in Minneapolis. Ooh. The venue used a stage in the round. Chilly. Frank sang at a 14, sang a 14-song set, starting with Come Fly With Me and ending 
with his standard encores at the time, My Way and New York, New York. That was in Minneapolis? Apparently. I'm going to find out what the weather was then, because it was probably very cold. January 24th, you said? 24th. Can you look it up in the past? Yeah. Interesting. 1992. Oh, what a silky voice that motherfucker had. He sure did. Chairman of the board. Oh, yeah. What was the board? Was it mob related? I think it was just like... Please be true. The, 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 the Rat Pack? The Rat Pack, right? Yeah. That was the board. Uh, so, guys, let's talk about it. That weather that day. Let's, uh, January 20, it was uh, 26 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, chilly. 17 mile an hour winds. And Gosh. people still came out for the chairman of the board. Why wouldn't you? Wow, 24 degrees outside. Yeah. That's like an East Coast football game right there. There you go. All right, Andy, it's time to talk about hero worship. This episode was directed by Mr. Patrick Stewart himself, oh. teleplay by Joe Minoski, and a story by Hillary J. Bader. And here we go. The Enterprise is sent to check in on the missing, oh, of course, this is from the Star Trek The Next Generation Companion, revised edition by Larry Nemechek. The Enterprise is sent to check on the missing USS Vico, a research ship sent to explore the interior of a black cluster, the remains of hundreds of protostars. The cluster generates gravitational tidal waves that are capable of buffer... Buff... I'm sorry. It makes me feel so confident. Buffeting? <laughs> is it really? Uh, capable... Is it? Last sentence of the top paragraph. Is it oh, yeah. Bu- buffeting. I think that's a, that's a different word. Jimmy Buffeting? A starship, but pose no real danger. <laughs> Data finds a lone survivor, we're both writers, uh, among the wreckage of the Vico, a boy named Timothy, who tells his rescuer an alien vessel destroyed the ship. The evidence soon indicates otherwise, however, and Troy urges Data to foster his friendship with the boy to get the real story. Timothy, meanwhile, is so impressed by Data that he takes to mimicking the android. Picard orders his ship into the cluster to further investigate the Vico's demise, whereupon the shockwaves surprisingly grow more intense. The captain urges Timothy to recall what he can of the ship's discretion Dest- sorry, destruction, but the boy steadfastly refuses to change his story of alien invaders until Data tells the android him that androids do not lie. Timothy then breaks down and says he destroyed the Vico by accidentally touching a console. Incredulous, Picard, Troy, and Data convince him that he cannot be. The action was just a coincidence. Timothy has trouble believing them, however, especially when he hears more of the power being ordered to the shields. He tells Data his ship did the same thing. As a huge wave approaches the Enterprise, Data finally realizes that all the shields should actually be lowered. They're magnifying the wave's effect. Timothy decides to drop his android act, but he and Data vow to stay friends anyway. There you go. Interestingly, there's a, an episode of um, of Moonlighting where David Addison, Bruce Willis, uh, thinks he, he calls back to a story that as a child he thinks he caused a, a New York blackout by overloading the circuit by pressing the doorbell to his uh, his house. It's kind of similar you to this guy's bring deal. Up moonlighting. The transporter chief in this episode was was Sybil Shepherd and the producer's choice to play Bruce Willis's part in Moonlighting. In fact, you can see his screen test on the Moonlighting DVD. Are you serious? I am, Andy. Who is it? Uh, I don't know. Is it, let's see. It's Bruce Willis. Uh, it's this guy. Wait, hang on. i got to close. 
What a crazy detail. Uh, yeah, very weird that you brought that up. It is weird. Slash, not that weird because synchronicity. The chances of you bringing up moonlighting are actually higher than you, most people would think. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a pretty good chance I'll bring up moonlighting. You know what he says is he's telling this whole story, and she's like, and uh, and Maddie Hayes is listening to it, and then he goes, uh, he goes, and the, the build he builds to a thing where he goes. So I press the doorbell, and it goes ding. She goes, that's it? That's the story? Don't you get it? It didn't go ding-dong. It just <laughs> went ding, and then all the lights went out. Captain's log started 45397.3. Two days ago, Starbase 514 lost contact with the research vessel Vico, which was sent to explore the interior of a black cluster. We are en route to investigate. Can I also say, Captain, I feel like every episode begins with a mapping survey these days. Well, I mean, in fairness, it is an exploration vehicle, vessel, the yeah. the USS Enterprise. You know, it's out there to make first contact with the species and and, and further uh, science. I feel like that's become the equivalent of the Goldbergs. Like that's the thing about family. It's just like I don't know, just making a mapping survey. <laughs> uh, yes, is the answer to that. By the way, the answer is yes. Make it a mapping survey, and that is the thing about family. Okay, fair. Everybody, that's the thing about family. That is the thing about family. You never know who y- you are until you aren't. Until you're the only people that stand by you are the ones that were there uh, r- around you all the time. Yeah, and they'll always be there because they're family. Meanwhile. I'm picking up massive gravitational fluctuations, sir. Take us out of war, Benson. Yes, sir. The black cluster is within visual range, Captain. On screen. Aye, sir. Let's find that ship. Full sensor sweep, Mr. Data. Aye, sir. Where the site? One of the most ancient formations in the galaxy. I have located the Vico, sir. The vessel appears to be adrift. Let's see it. You know what, uh... You know what young Timothy is up to nowadays? Uh, no. He, he slid his way into reality television production. He was this producer on Duck Dynasty, Hometown. Did some did some directing too. This uh, is the uh, transporter guy. No, this is oh. uh, the kid. Oh, the kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's still working. Good for you, Timothy. He switched over to. Did uh, he? Did he have? Did he? Was he slugging it out? Did he get? Did he get any other parts along the way? No, he just. I mean, essentially, he did the. He did the commission the same year, and then seemingly he That's went it. back to school, and then got out of school and started being a producer. Uh, seems like so he kind of aged out of his go, look, bud. possibly. Nothing you mean the look of a child? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Andy? <laughs> Some I people have a look as a child, uh, and then they grow uh, into an adult, and they also right. have a look as an adult. Yeah, yeah, but you just said he just aged out of his look, which at the time <laughs> that we're seeing him <laughs> is a child. He was a cute kid, <laughs> and he didn't grow into a cute adult, I'm guessing. Or he was or he was just grounded. He was weirdly grounded. It was like, I'm getting out of this business. So someone ground his parents grounded him from the business. No, oh, you meant grounded as grounded as healthy emotional. Thing Therefore, he stopped being an actor. You meant grounded as in the thing we are not. Yes, emotionally grounded. Correct. Core. Let's see what happened. I cannot, sir. The emergency bulkheads on that deck are in place. Our link-up signal cannot penetrate. has very sharp sideburns. Uh, you know, all of Star Trek sideburns are pointies. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Star Trek aesthetic. The uh, subtitles are from another scene. <laughs> yes, a wooden handle. <laughs> a spoon? Yes, sir. No, it's more delicate than that. 
Oh, this is from Reach Out For It. This is from the next episode. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's Funny. so weird. Reload it, see if it... Spoilers! They talk about tea in the next episode. They talk about a spoon. Actually, I've watched that episode already, so I know that. So you know that tea is mentioned. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. No. Uh, I will say there's a very cool insert shot here, which I like. This this shot here of this guy laying on the panel. Yeah. It kind of I like it because it looks like the sort of the panel, the Elkar's panel, has fried and melted and his fingers are in it. Oh cool. Yeah. It's probably what not what they meant to do, but whatever. It's Patrick Stewart. I'm not gonna put it past him. The guy's uh, guy's Patrick Stewart. What are you gonna you know? He sure is Patrick Stewart. <laughs> you can say what you will about everybody else, but this guy's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> no. He's giving him a no. He's dead. He doesn't have a... He's dead, Riker. He just goes, nah. Yeah, this station is inoperable, sir. It feels like Crusher does not go on away missions as often as you'd think she should. That's a really good point. He does. She doesn't have occasion to say he's dead. Yeah. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Will. Yeah. This man is no longer living, Data. Also, possibly, she wouldn't be able to identify... He's past She wouldn't be able to identify it. <laughs> Whether or not someone's dead or alive. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's uh, really sleeping hard. He <laughs> will not wake up, Data. Uh, doctor, I believe he's... No, Data, he's really asleep. I just don't think we can do anything. Here's my diagnosis. I think Worf should shake him awake. He's the strongest. <laughs> Data, you're an android. Could you yell in his ear very loudly? <laughs> Also, the second episode in a row with the child trapped under a bunch of uh, girders and stuff. Yeah, uh, weird girder hole they were in this yeah. this 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 three week Captain period of their season. Maybe they got a ratings bump and they were just like, "We got it's all going to be kids under girders." That's what the public wants. I need a kid under a girder, or there's no episode. Initial sensor scans has been dis- that was Jim Paramount. <laughs> pin beneath a fallen beam. The degree of damage to the Rico is making our rescue attempt difficult. Transporter room one, can you lock onto him and transport directly that to guy. sick bay? I'll try, Captain. That guy was almost David Edison. A lot of she- Harley Venton. Huh. What did he do? ABC and Civil Shepherd originally wanted him for David Addison, but show creator and writer Glenn Gordon Cannon rejected him for the then unknown Bruce Willis. It's probably because he wasn't funny enough, I'm guessing, knowing Glenn Gordon Carroll. Willing to pull him through. Acknowledge. The Captain Crusher. Sick bay here, Captain. Prepare for emergency transport. Oh, there you yes, go. Yes, sir. Crusher out. Got a commander Riker. I, I, I could have. I could have just been. Ready, sir. I could have gone there with. Okay, I'll, I'll just wait here. <laughs> okay. Show signal. Aye, Captain. It's going to be okay. I mean, unless that girder crushes you. Energize. So I can't get him uh, because they apparently are having trouble beaming through metal. I feel I like if, Bruce O'Brien, would be if O'Brien was working, <laughs> this kid would be no problem. He'd be there, ready to go. Where is O'Brien? He's probably sleeping. He's not on Deep Space Nine yet, is he? No, I mean, the next episode starts with Keiko, so hmm. he's he's Keiko. Don't be afraid. Captain's log supplemental. Also, hey, 
Maybe that's the reason they didn't send Data with Worf in the previous episode, because he basically does the thing in this episode that Data would have done with Alexander. Oh, so you're saying maybe in a draft it was Data. <laughs> yeah. No, or at least they, they kicked it around. Give, they wanted to give Worf that right, they had hero Worf moment save him, yeah. and dad strength. Sure. You know? yeah. Which Klingon dad strength is almost equivalent to human mom strength. Has revealed no additional like to face off. We have begun the process of counseling. All right, let's, let's grab these two children and place them under things. <laughs> With regard to the tragedy. You were in the Black Cluster. I don't know where they came from. They had a big ship. And they kept shooting at us. And they beamed over. They had purple helmets on and phaser rifles. I saw them. They didn't see me. You're safe now, Timothy. I'm sorry for what happened. It's gonna be all right. I bet you're hungry. Would you like me to get you something to eat? I will say this. Mm-hmm. Of all the kid actors on the show, I think this guy's great. He's good, especially given like what he has to do. Because yeah. if you're like, I mean, you have to play that you think you just killed the entire starship, right? And you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that he plays it subtle. He's yeah. sort of like, yeah, I guess, I guess I could eat, but I'm kind of preoccupied. <laughs> With Cut. That's not the line. <laughs> I was I was ad libbing, Sir that Patrick. You are um you are a slave to the page. <laughs> get me another boy. <laughs> no, I'll get driven into reality show television producing. Timothy, would you like Dana to stay with you a little bit longer? Yes, but I know he's third in command on the ship, and should probably get back to what he's doing. I'm gonna call that the Troy transfer. When Troy, when Troy is like, hey, would you like someone else to take care of you and do your, do my job for me? <laughs> she says it like in every episode she's in. Uh, Dana, would you like to look at these schematics for me? <laughs> yes, Jordy. Here and here. How much longer until we can access their logs? Almost an hour. At least it's a wireless transfer. Fair. That's pretty cool and Star Trek-y. The boy was And the here. thing that is now mm-hmm. a thing that the hallway we do all outside the, time. the computer core. His mother was the ship's systems engineer. The second away team found her body here. It was in this position. His father. As an example. Ship's second officer. He was most likely on the bridge when it was exposed to space. Ugh. Can you imagine? Has that been done? Most likely. People sucked out into space. In front of the bridge. Yeah. 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 Sounds cool. <laughs> happens a lot. I think mm-hmm. it even, like, we just watched Discovery. It happens in that, like, three times. But do we see it happen, though? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, the one I can think of uh, TNG-wise is uh happens in uh, Nemesis. Um, two, two notes that aren't that big, but uh, I missed... Uh, was uh, in the first scene I think when they're looking at something Picard and Riker 
when they want to get a closer look at the screen in the on the bridge, they step closer <laughs> instead of saying magnify. I noticed that. Did you like it or not like it? I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is when they're on the ship and they're you know looking for the wounded and everything, and uh, Riker kind of barks at Geordi, uh and he says he calls him LaForge, and he gives him a command that calls him LaForge. I thought that was interesting because they almost always call them each other by their first names. Hmm. I wonder if that was an away mission thing or was he under pressure. <laughs> Maybe it was Patrick going, call him LaForge. Make him <laughs> think you're really mad at him, number one. <laughs> but I will need to see him again tomorrow. You've got your work cut out for you. Or no. whoever you've assigned it to. <laughs> no, I don't, Beverly. I've given it to Data. I'm using my accent from the first season. His world is gone, Data. We're going to have to help him build a new one. We? I'm the <laughs> operations <laughs> officer for the Enterprise. You're the ship counselor. What do you mean, we? I actually have to... I have a bridge shift starting at, like, uh, 1,300 hours. I can't just stand around here. Somebody make us a Troy transfer uh, <laughs> um, jingle or, or sound bite. Never hit the Vico. Must have set Troy transfer. Flash to their computer banks. Nearly 83% of their records have been lost. And all of their sensor logs. Let's use what we got from our own sensors. We'll call it the structural analysis and the surface scans. Jordy, as a child, did you ever experience a traumatic event? I think I got this visor. my <laughs> Timothy? I figured it would be about that. No, or was he born? He was born. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he walks over, just jumps into the core. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about this, like, this is the only time I've ever thought about it, the, this episode, like, watching this in particular, just the casual nature with which he approaches what is, pa like, shoving matter and antimatter, <laughs> just being pummeled in front of him, creating, just to harness energy to create a warp bubble that will propel the ship forward in space. He's casually he's leaning just, on it. And he goes to casually lean against it to recount that time he was trapped in a fire as a child. Mm. What if he had a crazy flashback and, 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 and didn't, he just had a break with reality and tried to open up the, uh, the, the, the warp core? It just seems like it just pretty seems, intense. This is the first episode I've ever noticed that the, I think this railing should be further away. <laughs> It's a really good point. You know, it's a very close. I assume it's built in a way that <laughs> prevents any problem. I must have been, I don't know, about five, I guess. It was before I got the first visor. And it was only a couple of minutes before my parents found me and pulled me out. And nobody got hurt, but I tell you. The longest couple of minutes of my life. It was a while after that before I could even let my parents get out of earshot. I would have said I shot, but I've never seen my parents. Like, <laughs> I absolutely needed to know that they were there, you know? Timothy no longer has that kind of support. Dara and Thank God he's got a ship's counselor to help him. Actually, Jordy, 
I've been assigned. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Daily, you, you're probably the least qualified. <laughs> In the land of Tars, where the ruler... Alamos the Magnificent had I mean, think about it. Like, we're in now in this other this, this school scene, just like the last episode, where yeah. the kid wants to be doing something that nobody else is doing anymore. Playing this law. Very, no very. I would never be... have put these next to each other. I would have kicked one down the line. Tolerated within the there great must have kingdom. been some production when reason. When Dara saw the proclamation, she just laughed. Do you think they like block shot it and were like, we ha we can only afford to bring in teachers this one day, like I mean like actual school teachers to teach the actors? Oh maybe. I <laughs> Could don't you know. imagine that? Magnificent I'd love ruler. to know. It might to have been be a casting the thing too. Maybe they had access to some person they wanted to cast another episode. They had to shoot this first. Although I don't know why they would have aired it first. To your point. Well, yeah, it's so weird. One thing though, uh, I think this kid's a better actor because they cast him slightly older than they usually cast the kids. And you can really tell in this scene, he looks much older than the other kids. Mm. Timothy, we're done with sculpture for now. It's not finished. You son of a bitch. We'll come back to it next period. This isn't sculpture, this is blocks. Follow along. But it's not finished. If I don't finish it, everyone around me will die. This is Stephen Einspar. Is the play guy playing the teacher? He really mm -hmm. looks like he wants to kick the kid in the face. <laughs> like the, all that's coming across his face is such hatred. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Yeah. I almost dropped our recorder. Oh. And it's still going. Oh, no worse for God. the wear. Thank God. Anyway, as I was saying, our uh, precious words were almost lost. Not our words. No. <laughs> you just dropped it again. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> Magnetic residual analysis Troy's looking in on the class the as though thinking, the if only there was something <laughs> I could do. Where, she's probably like, where the fuck is Data? <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Data here watching? <laughs> He's late for his shift. <laughs> no signs of phaser burns on the hull. No, sir. Torsional stress levels point to a disruptor-style weapon. Fracture points indicate that the energy burst came from a range of less than 3,000 meters. But that's a strategy consistent with a cloaked vessel. It's Romulan, or, or Klingon, but we're quite a distance from either of their territories. The Breen have outposts in this sector. The attack on the Vico is consistent with their battle tactics and their level of technology. We've seen the Breen. Thank you. Um, I'm looking it up. I mean, we get to know the Breen quite well, but this I've might heard be the first it. mention of them. They're in the Dominion War. TNG. Oh, maybe. I don't but know why I wouldn't know that. What would the Breen be doing inside the Black Cluster? The boy described a, a boarding party with helmets and phaser rifles. Boarding party? I don't think that's likely, sir. Counselor. There was absolutely no evidence of anybody coming on board the Vico. We would have found a transporter field trace. Or if somebody yeah, had used the season four, ports, we would the have found electrostatic differential in the docking matches, and we didn't. Could Timothy have imagined that, Counselor? Or could he be lying? If he's lying, I haven't been able to sense it. Perhaps his emotional trauma level is too high. Why wouldn't he tell us the truth? He's still in shock. It's hard to know what's going on in his mind right now. It's only the second wow. I'll go back mention in. of the brain. 
the last hero worship, and then we'll see them in interface, and then they'll show up in. Uh, we don't see them until season four of uh, DS Nine. Get the sensor readings again. I think they're just mentioned in that anything. episode also. You, you don't see Data. them. Yeah, they're never seen in TNG. Captain, empathically undetectable by Betazoids. I do not understand. Along with everyone Data. else. Well, by Troy. Yeah, I couldn't detect it. I don't detect anyone out here, Captain. It could be the Breen then. Or anyone Captain, else. I think we should ask Data <laughs> to spend some time with him. This is the part that dro just drove me crazy about this episode. Is like, okay, we've got a lot of work to do to discover what happened to this important research vessel of ours here in the Federation. And I don't think we're gonna find it. Jordy's like, I gotta, get, I gotta get, I gotta get that thing, and then this happens. Captain, I think we should ask Data to spend some time with him. Um, I do not understand. What? I'm very worried about <laughs> his behavior, and what I just heard doesn't make me feel any better. The, Data, you're the, the robot he's reached out to because but, but, but Data's an officer. <laughs> His job is here and with Geordi. We rescued him. We can use your relationship with him to help his recovery. Would Timothy be more inclined to tell Data the truth about what happened? It's a possibility. Well, so, really, you don't know. <laughs> and you're just wanting to pawn off your work onto Data? Commander, proceed with Timothy as the counselor suggests. Aye, sir. Counselor, exactly how shall I proceed? Just be with him. Your presence he trusts, and that's what he needs most right now. So Data goes to uh, visit the, the kid who makes a terrible sculpture. Or on Temple of Coral Hanish? Isn't it great? Yeah, let's See, there's the a the big hallway the teacher told us about. And that's where everybody came in. That's where they stood, and that's where the altar was. What do you think? Do you wish a frank evaluation? It lacks the harmony that characterized this particular temple, and the Dakaran culture in general. You did say you wanted a frank evaluation. That's how I uh, deal with any criticism. Yeah. I like to throw whatever it is they're criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> Different approach. You were attempting to Matt, I don't like what level. Henry is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> no. For the supports are in place. Observe. Forge to data. Data here. I need your help with the shield modulators. I will join you in a moment, Jordy. Data out. Lieutenant LaForge requires my assistance. I don't know why I'm playing this data just Clickety clack clack clickety click 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 clack 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 look 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 click 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 Have we passed Troy saying if he's lying I haven't been able to sense it? Yeah, that was in that last scene. Should be your catchphrase. I am designed to exceed human capacity. 
kid's got a lot of uh he's got a really <laughs> he's got to carry a huge huge load in this episode that's real dumb and i think he comes out okay it's very interesting i did not expect you to be like so on board with uh the uh role of timothy um, he seemed to be a big Timothy fan. I, the actor, I think, I think the kid acting on the show is usually so terrible. Mm -hmm. And you know, in fairness, it's a TV show where they're putting actors they haven't worked with before, you know, in big emotional parts. So they really show the seams. That uh, I think he uh, he did it. I'm impressed. Was formed almost nine billion years ago when hundreds of proto stars collapsed in. You know, it's not proximity. like young Christian Bale or something, but he's uh, he's really good. The are both violent and highly unpredictable. To get anywhere near the center, we're going to have to push through the graviton wave fronts like the science ship was designed to do. I've already adjusted our shields accordingly. The gravitational forces will affect sensor accuracy. Detecting an enemy vessel will be difficult. Maybe that's what happened to the Vico. They didn't see anything coming until it was too late. Counselor. As the boy volunteered. Uh, look at this. Look at this. Patrick Stewart's like, I'm going to do this as a wanna <laughs> and never cover my face. <laughs> Any further information? No, but I do have an appointment with him in lesson. Like, look at that. The rack, that rack didn't come off until she spoke. Maybe that's what happened to the Vico. They didn't see anything coming until it was too late. Counselor. Has the boy volunteered? Any further focus, information? Focus, no, but focus. I do have well, an appointment with him mm, in less than half an hour. That's... That's some tasty, tasty camera work. But that's problematic, isn't it? Morph. You were looking at her for the reaction, and yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, in focus yeah, until yeah, the end. I would have done the reaction earlier. <laughs> but I'm not Patrick. But also, I would have covered myself. I would have covered. Do you I would think, have gone to this. Do you think he covered the top of that scene in singles? No. No? You think he was just like, no, we're doing this in the Yeah, but also, I would have cut to this and then cut back to her for that. Yeah, I'd like to I mean? pursue it. But... We need Singles to continue our investigation. Individual we'll shots of each person. We'll enter the black cluster at 0700 hours tomorrow morning. Dismissed. I am ready. How are you feeling? I am functioning within established parameters. Established parameters? <laughs> you sound like Data. I am an android. I see. Well, let's go for our walk, shall we? I did like that moment from... From uh, Marina Sirtis, she played that understated. Her, discom her discomfort. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. like, oh boy, I really fucked up. I should have had someone else do this work. <laughs> 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 that is what that moment is, isn't it? I had Riker do this. <laughs> I really signed this. I signed my duties to the wrong person this week. <laughs> that would be acceptable. You boy. So, what would you like? Androids do not need to eat or drink. However, we sometimes like to taste things. A tamarind frost, please. Would you like anything, Counselor? No, I'm fine, thank you. Mm, Z want chocolate. So, you're no longer human. I'm an android. When did this happen? I've always been an android. What's it like being an android? 
I am designed to exceed human capacity, both mentally and physically. But I do not experience emotions. You don't? No emotion at all? That is correct. An android? I know it sounds unusual, but it is understandable. Technically, it's called enantiodromia, conversion into the opposite. Timothy went from human to machine, from being emotional to being emotionless. But the underlying trauma is still there. He's just I would turn a into somebody who's super good at sound cues. Counsel up. How I long turn will this Oh, man. As long as he needs it to. <laughs> Timothy is rebuilding his identity as best he can. The android persona is just one step along the way. As soon as he feels stronger and more sure of himself, it should drop away naturally. I assume this is I'll have data monitor it very closely. <laughs> Time to confront him about what happened to his ship. Not yet. The best thing we can do right now is let Timothy take us where he wants to go. We should support the process and even encourage it. Data, I would like you to make Timothy the best android he can possibly be. In. Uh, I'm going to take this literally and start disassembling him. <laughs> I'm going to replace each of his parts with robot parts. All right, Captain. Oh, I should have probably <laughs> assigned someone else. Timothy, your head movements are counterproductive. Can you be still? Could you do it? The servo mechanisms in my neck are designed to approximate human movements. I did not realize the effect was so distracting. I like it. I feel like Data would really Data, have a problem with it. Are there any other androids You'd just be able to move fast around it. Yeah. No, yeah. I am the only one. How come you're not captain? My service record does not yet warrant such a position. That can't be true. Data? 27 years in the service as Data. Feel like you'd be a captain by now. I agree. 17? Is it 27? That's one of those two. Either way, I feel like he should be a captain. There's Timothy. no way he hasn't saved like five ships. Are you having disturbing dreams? I do not require sleep. You yeah. know, okay, he's not a he's not a, a Shakespearean emotive, uh, you know, uh, master, but the kid is just playing it matter-of-factly, the reality. No one's disagreeing with you. <laughs> I think you just really are in love with his performance. I think he's doing good. You, are you saying we should get him out of his uh, life behind the camera, put him back in front of the camera? Let's, yeah. Let's see what he's doing. What was he, Duck Dynasty? Is that what he was working on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, some uh, Another show called Hometown. Mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't seen, but he's working on that, right? As far as 2018 was concerned, I don't know what 2019 he was up to. I mean, that's just a horrifying image he's drawn. <laughs> it's a good way to get it out. Should we go to you painting paint classes it out. together? Sure, that'd be so fun. I'm fine. Would you enjoy that, Matt? No. <laughs> Servo mechanisms. Like it'd have to be like. In my house, and I'd have to be in a very specific mood. I have a garage. You can come over. We can paint in there. Okay. Mouth. Have you, are you, can you draw it all? Movements. 
Yeah. Oh, when did you draw? When did I draw? As I drew as a child. That is not bad. Okay. Into my teenage dim. Uh-huh. Did you draw and like in college geek things? Ships and whatnot. Your Batmans and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can draw an Enterprise pretty nicely, you know. Yeah. I can draw a Jim Lee type Batman. Pretty Ooh, a Jim Lee pretty Batman. That's he was high the, level. He was the he was the that like nineties X Men and then uh, his later Batman run. That was sort of I would copy those all the time. That was, that was one of the best Batman. Expressive. Batmans. Thank you. Is your difficult to share my thoughts with others. I am not always confident that I am expressing myself in a manner which humans can comprehend. But I do know that... That was me tonight, Andy. <laughs> I fell asleep in a chair at what, like at my computer. We were supposed to meet earlier. And and he was wasn't answering my texts. Sad. Yeah. What were you watching? Nothing. This is what he looks like today, This this person. What do you think? Is he TV ready? I think if we put a hat on him, he sure is. That's a terrible hair situation. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good haircut. <laughs> I would argue that... It, He's going for an emo thing, this it, Joshua It Harris. was like he wouldn't stop moving his head for whoever was cutting his hair. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> that's what happened. Somebody tried to brush his hair, and he kept doing an Android impression. Oh, that's maybe that's why he doesn't act anymore. He can't get <laughs> he out of his Android. Get out of his character. Shields up. He has that funny thing, like some people when you see them as kid actors and then you see them as adults, it's like it's like oh that looks like a totally different person, and he basically just looks like like himself as a kid actor, like you know just blown up. Like he's on the shoulders of another child and he's wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I don't know, like he's been inflated. Not not, you know, heavy, just like his features have been. Just expanded. like someone someone pinch zoomed on his iPhone. Yeah. On quarter impulse Yes, sir. I wonder how much training each new Bridge to person cast as a helmsman had to go through to kind of like approximate the movements the same i don't know that they ever cared that much oh come on they must have had something i mean maybe like the because they all do supervisor the was same worried thing. about it I, w- I wonder if they all like tried to engage brent spiner when it was just like hey can you tell me what i and he was just like oh god another one of these i can't people. i can't but you want to buy my album <laughs> does he say song album he had a Old Yellow Eyes was the name of his album. I believe he sang a bunch of Sinatra standards. You know what? Good for him that he at least. I mean, he was a Broadway. In a you know, funny he way. did. Uh, he did 1776 on Broadway. Did he really? Yeah. Not the original. No, not the original. No, obviously, he would have been, been too young for that. Andy, yes. come on. All right, all right. Uh, no, your Broadways. <laughs> I don't know my Broadways. I'm surprised at knowing my Broadways. Like Dory was doing this Broadway puzzle that's on our table right there. Yeah. And I was, she's like, "What is this?" And I'm like. That's wicked. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? I'm like, that's, that's, um, what was the other one that she was like? She's like, well, where's this Dorothy from? I'm like, that's probably from The Wiz. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. And then there's like a giant. I'm like, I was like, that's, that's, that's the E from Rent. I'm like, weirdly, someone who hates Broadway. Yeah. I seem Do you hate Broadway? I don't like, I don't care for it. Do you like musicals? No, I I particularly do not like musicals because I don't like sing, singing, sing, talking a plot. I like musicals when they're great 
but I f I'm very frustrated often by the story structure and the fact that there's usually no reason for a second act. Andy. Yeah. You're not wrong. Thank you. I don't, yeah, I don't like, uh, Broadway plays are just like, uh, bad musicals are bad. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes irredeemably so. Is there ever a musical episode of Star Trek a la Once More with Feeling and Buffy? No. Thank God. All right. I'm sure they'd try. Adjusting shield frequencies now, Commander. We'll have this smoothed out in just a second. And to adjust course for any deviations? Yes, sir. Resume one-third impulse. Captain, I'm reading. Ensign Zoenzo is at the op station. Where is Commander Data? Uh, he's doing... Deanna Troy's job. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. The lying boy. Something at 400,000 kilometers off the starboard bow. Possibly a ship. Red alert. Take us to visual range, Ensign. Adjusting course. Sensor readings have disappeared. It Wait. is fascinating how many episodes there are where Riker doing almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think about a seven-person cast, it's hard to service everybody in a given story. Yeah. Um... Which was why, like, that's sort of the rub with Discovery for me. Everybody's serviced equally? No. Michael Burnham's the main character. Right. And I don't want a main character in Star Trek. I want an ensemble. Yeah, I mean, you can argue that Picard is the main character. But yeah, no. But I don't think he is. Yeah, he's not. You're right. Like, he's often in the sidelines. I mean, it's a story. You know, it's like an ongoing story, and so you're right. She's the main character, which I don't like. It's never really. Is it the only Star Trek show Star like that? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think you're right. That's sort of well, part of what rubs me wrong about it. At 400,000 kilometers off the port bow. And you don't like that main character, Michael Burnham, the character of Michael yeah. Burnham. I'm not a huge fan of her first season. Yeah, TBD on the second season. Her protocol. Um, check out our Patreon every month. <laughs> <laughs> it is back to starboard. Uh, disco Captain covering. Black clusters distorting the sensors. We're picking up echoes of the Enterprise reflecting off the wavefronts. Cancel red alert. Mr. Wolf, adjust sensors to compensate for the distortion. Aye. Um, does anyone know how to do that? <laughs> Where's data? <laughs> Sensor difficulties have been reported. Lieutenant Worf to Commander Data. <laughs> the captain would like you to adjust sensors to match for the discrepancies of our echoes. <laughs> Troy to Commander Worf. <laughs> I have him on a task already. Everyone should just pawn off their job on Data, proving that Data can run a starship by himself. I said Commander. He's Lieutenant Commander, right? Hope. Morph? No. What is he, he laughed. He's a lieutenant. Junior yes. grade. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice still? See, isn't it? It is certainly Maybe not, not consistent still. with his android. He persona. gets his lieutenant commander in generations. Uh. I'd say he's beginning the process of letting go of that fantasy. Then my oh no, he's crushing done. that boy's skull. <laughs> no, I I don't think it is, Data. Uh, uh, I have a lot of paperwork, right and direction. I need you to do it. 
<laughs> we need to help him take a few more steps. You need to help him. How, counselor? I'd like you to. Talk I don't know. That's really for you to figure out. I gotta go. <laughs> to him about your own fascination with humanity. If you explain to Timothy the appeal that humanity has for you, he might find it easier to become a boy again. None of that looks appetizing. No. One looks like cranberry juice and the other one this looks like great. slop. How is yours? The complex polysaccharides, in reaction with the carbon dioxide, produces an unusual combination of texture and effervescence. But how does it taste? Is it good? I am not capable of tasting in the manner you suggest. However, I can analyze the composition of a dessert and make comparative conclusions about its possible effect on the human palate. But I neither like it nor dislike it. Oh, I didn't realize that. I have often wondered what it Are must you be like stupid, to have Timothy? <laughs> mouth water in anticipation of the arrival of a confection. Or to feel the pleasure I have observed in humans as they consume it. You sound like you don't want to be an android. I've only had sex an once, and I did not appreciate any of it truly. Change. But if you could change, would you? I have often wished to be human. I study people carefully in order to more closely approximate human behavior. Why? We're stronger and smarter than humans. We can do more than they can. But I cannot take pride in Don't my Don't fuck abilities. this up for me, man. <laughs> I cannot take pleasure in my accomplishments. But we never have to feel bad either. I would gladly risk feeling bad at times if it also meant that I could taste my dessert. I feel you, Data. Captain, gravitational wavefront intensity is increasing steadily. 1100 standard G units and rising. The threat, see if anyone's the out threat there. plot is uh, kind of snoozeville. Well, that's the problem with all of these sort of guest char guest star character episodes. Is that it's always going to be like the, the A plot is. That's going to be the A plot, yeah. and the B plot's always going to be vaguely related to that. Yeah, but I mean, you could have an interesting B plot. <laughs> sure. Or Attempt a wide range sensor sweep. Aye, sir. Gravitational distortion is too great, Captain. The scanning signal is again being reflected off the wavefronts. I'm unable to compensate. Sensors are useless. Is the science interesting to science people? Just sensors to short range. It's definitely not interesting from a story perspective. Uh, I find it interesting, and I'm not a science person, but... You, f you find the B-plot in this interesting? Oh, I thought you were just... We're asking a general question. Oh no no no! I meant techno babble. I meant for in this episode. Th I think the effective episodes, uh, like I think it's are cool. when it's both scientifically idea, authentic and also story interesting. Like the idea of a dark cluster where a bunch of stars collapsed. Like yeah. I think that's an interesting sort of place to have a story. Well, maybe they haven't they haven't hit on what's interesting scan. about it in terms of the story. The distortion is still in effect. Got a jack at the scanning beam. The secondary beam is being distorted as well. 
Mr. Data, our sensors are being rendered ineffective by the field. Are you still helping that teenage boy? <laughs> I want your the one that thinks he's a robot. Mr. Wolf. Fire phases. Maximum intensity, limited spectrum, zero, zero, one, mark zero, four, five. An experiment. Finally. Exactly, number one. Firing phasers. I'm gonna fire them again, just to make sure. Explanation, Mr. Data. Phaser energy was reflected by the gravitational wave fronts. Wasn't my it fault. Is similar to the phenomenon distorting our sensor signals. Phasers and sensors both useless. Mr. Data, this reflection phenomenon would it have the same effect on a disruptor-style weapon? Yes, sir. Disruptors would be ineffective. And the ship's cloaking field? It would be extremely difficult to maintain, sir. Mr. Data. Is it at all likely that the Vico could have been attacked inside the cluster? Given the effects we have observed, the probability is exceedingly remote. Sir. So you think in this shot, do you think they singled data? It's like it starts on a two two shot of Picard. It's and the Riker. same shot. It's almost a oneer the entire time. I know. That's why I'm wondering. Like he's doing a lot of oneers, and I wonder if they single each person out because they're so close. Riker and Picard are so close. You probably wouldn't do it. So. Well, they all stand so close so much in this show that that's why I, I wonder find that they if they were saving don't. time by always doing shots like this. That's true. And film. That's true. We shoot the crap out of everything on our shows because it's you know it's digital now. It doesn't matter. You just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, all this stuff had to get developed. <laughs> what a pain. crazy. Yeah. Picard, the Council of Troy. Yes, Look at that crisp, Matt. Look at the Counselor, tactile nature of the medium. Ready room. That's true. Timothy. Timothy, can you tell can me you if tell what Troy has done ship? anything I to help you whatsoever? <laughs> we were attacked. That is highly unlikely. Our investigations have clearly demonstrated. We were attacked. We were attacked. Timothy. Timothy. Troy has not done anything, has she? <laughs> Do not Mr. Data, take her to the brig. What? <laughs> Please explain. It caused a 1977 New York blackout. <laughs> it was me. It went ding. <laughs> I did it. I wish this was a weird story about how he had like some sort of powers that he wasn't aware of, where he accidentally destroyed everything. It feels anger. like it should go that way. But it doesn't. It goes to he had nothing to do with it. He's just a kid. Yeah. I was just trying to hold on to something. It's kind of... <laughs> what David Addison was doing as a joke, do they built the whole dramatic spin in this what episode. What was it on. that you didn't mean to do, Timothy? My arm hit the computer panel. That's what destroyed the ship. The ship was damaged when your arm hit the computer panel. Timothy, listen to me. The damage to your ship might have occurred at the same time your arm touched the panel. But it was only a coincidence. This wasn't your fault. Yes, it was. It is not possible. The onboard control systems for every starship require a user code clearance. You could not have inadvertently affected any of the Vico's systems. Your computer had safety precautions. There is nothing you could have touched that would have damaged your ship. You're not responsible for what happened to your parents, Timothy. What if it wasn't me? 
We are trying to determine what happened right now. And if there is anything you can remember that might assist. That's just how it was. When it started on the Vico. That you, Worf? What's <laughs> that look looks like? Wavefront intensity. Worf, you, you feel that? <laughs> Has increased. Increased shield to 75%. Nice, sir. Everybody's hair in this, is, in this show is very shiny. Well, I think that's just the aesthetic of uh, 23rd century hair. Mm-hmm. Captain, impulse power has been disrupted. The helm won't respond. We couldn't get out either. Timothy, perhaps you and I should go below and get out of everyone's way. No. Riker to look forward. Can you give me more power to the shields? Stand by. That's what they kept saying. More shields. Twenty more shields. 24th century. Timothy, accompany me, please. Sorry. Yes. Second. I had to look it up to double check because I so doubted myself. Say aboard the Vico before it was destroyed. I don't know. Just that. Just more shields. Captain, I've transferred fusion reactors four through nine into the shield array. That should double the shield strength. Wavefront intensity has increased by an order of magnitude. Impact in three, two, one. Wavefront intensity is continuing to increase. Structural overpressure now exceeding 180%. LaForge? I don't understand. That should have been enough. We could run the shield grid directly off the warp drive. Go ahead, Commander. Initiating warp transfer pathways now. Diverting warp power to the shields. Seems like an excessive amount of power mm-hmm. to go to the shields. Why don't they do that in battle? Hmm. I is it is it because they were recently using warp power, so they have to actually actively divert it as opposed to it just being uh, a you know, a global power? Seems like a tap they can Resource. do. Like they're talking about it right now. Warp power to the shields. They said that too, Data. I'm positive. Wavefront intensity has increased by a factor of 10. Contact in 31 seconds. Without additional power to the shields, the outer hull will not hold. The forge. Warp transfer to the shields complete. That's as strong as they're going to get. Impact in 15 again. seconds. Sir, drop the shields. That's suicide data. Captain, drop the shields. Don't listen to handsome death. Make it so. He's just depressed. He's been working with Troy. shields caused the increases in the wavefront, sir. We have been experiencing a harmonic amplification effect. The more energy we dumped into the shield, the worse the impact. Precisely. That is also what destroyed the Vico. When Timothy remembered similar procedures on his ship, I initiated an analysis of shield output to wavefront amplification and discovered a correlation. If we had transferred all that warp power to the shields, it would have torn the ship apart what you would have done, Riker. Status, Ensign. Navigation is coming back online. Full about. One quarter impulse. 
Take us out of here. Wow, everything really worked out for them, Andy. It really did. Oh, and then they rubber rode their boats. But he is they a boy what? again. Is this difficult for you, Dana? Difficult? To watch him moving away from being like you. You seem like you might be going through something. I'll that have Jordy talk to you. <laughs> which I cannot provide. <laughs> okay, everybody, let's go. Come on. Hello, Timothy. Hi, Dana. How are you? Pretty I'm operating within established parameters. How are you? Pretty dumb ending. I miss my parents. I mean, why would he miss his parents? But <laughs> well, this kid, this kid doesn't okay. get it. Let's bounce back fast <laughs> from that. Cassie thought it was pretty silly when I had my hair like yours and everything. How do like traumatized children not just end up in holodecks? For the rest of their lives with their fake oh, parents. Really good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like psychologically, that's gotta be weird. Yeah. Troy, you wanna help us out with that? Uh, I'll ask Dave. Um, side question. Mm-hmm. Data says in the dessert scene, uh, I have often wished to be human. How does he have the wish or the want to be human, but he doesn't have the want to anticipate a dessert? You mean that in reverse? Or what are you saying? Well, he says he, does, he he often wishes he could taste a dessert. Correct. But he's saying that like he what he wanted was the anticipate anticipation yeah. sort of feeling. What is it like? To like have oh your boy, mouth water. Water. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's less of a it's want, more of a more physiological of a thing. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, but we okay. can look. Let's we'll talk. Let's we'll talk about it. Why not? Where 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 where's their where's their uh, terrible looking food? The two terrible drinks. Two terrible drinks and that scoop of uh, what looks like sorbet with uh, red <laughs> juice on it. How come? But how does it taste? Is it good? I am not capable of tasting in the manner you suggest. However, I can analyze the composition of a dessert and make comparative conclusions about its possible effect on the human palate. But I neither like it nor dislike it. Oh, I didn't realize that. I have often wondered what it must be like to have one's mouth water in anticipation of the arrival of yeah. a confection. Okay. He does have the curiosity. Right. You know. That's fair. He's never not curious, that data. You know, that's what makes him yeah. so charming. <laughs> anyway, they agree to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> that All does right. it, everybody, for that episode of that episode. We did it. Did we? Well, we did something. I guess we did it. A thing. Uh, Here you go. We. Well, it's the MVC. Yeah, the MVC. Only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data? Riker? Troy or oh. Dr. Crusher gotta fill the time with something at least until season three. That was fun. Data. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, not only does he save the ship, but he also does Troy's job better <laughs> than Troy. I mean, unless you want to give Troy credit for and he lifts that delegating. Beam. He also lifted the beam. That's true. I mean, he does so much. It's a it's a clear choice for me that it is it has to be Data, Lieutenant Commander Data. Agreed. We sit and watch, and then we hang and talk. But the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy's does this episode get? I give it a f- four. You're right in the zone. I was going to say five. So I'll say four. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I could go to four and a half. It's, you know, everything's fine in it. It's just not that. It's very middle of all roads yeah. in a boring way. I feel like, again, if the threat to the ship was just amped up a little bit and there was more pressure on getting this kid to talk, then I think it would have helped the episode. I, I think it's interesting that, like, the – you get – I mean, the best moment in the show, I think, for me, is probably, like, the Geordi story, like a little background on Geordi, a little character moment for Geordi I thought was interesting. Otherwise, yeah, I think the science is blah. No one has a ton to do – Data obviously, I think has obviously has the most to do, but I don't find. Ideally, I'd like Data to have discovered something about himself. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's like an episode a, in a way where like use it as a character thing for Data. That is that is really what the thing is. It's like, and you get locked into this a lot with Data. But the most effective Data episodes are the ones where you do feel him kind of change. Even though intellectually, it seems yeah, you feel his sort of like his programming starts right. to process the fact that we all know that we think that he has emotions, but he doesn't know how to process them. Exactly, or or contrary to that, that he's really changing the world and the main characters around him. And in this one, he's kind of affecting this kid, but I don't know. Yeah, we don't really care about. This I will kid. give it. I think that four, four, four and a half is probably right. Yeah, I was going to say four and a half, too. Um, well, four. you did. You said it before I did, and, and and then I made it seem like I took it from you. What are you learning? Or rather, on? that I did it first. It's four and a half. We'll do four and a half. We'll All both right. agree on four and a half. Very good. We agree! Finally! Well, Andy, it's time for us to head to the... Pre- oh, wait. First, we'll watch the trailer for next week's episode, which uh, is called Violations. Uh, let's see here. I've already watched this episode. It's okay. We can watch a fucking trailer and get used to the joy of trailers. Spoiler alert. I did not like it. Spoiler alert. I can't imagine why. Something evil is invading the crew's most private thoughts. Don't! No! She's more than ill. She's in a coma. And suddenly, memories from the past become horrifying nightmares. You killed her. We have investigated every possible cause we could imagine, and we have found nothing. Can no one stop the madness? <laughs> or will everyone's nightmare end in death on Star Trek The Next Generation? At least we get to see Patrick Stewart with hair in the Stargazer. <laughs> yeah. It's a real special effect. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll be that. That's uh, a terrible wig. Matt Gorley would hate that. Oh, his wig dar would be flying off the charts. <laughs> uh, but Andy, it is time for us to re-enter the president's circle. Okay. To say thank you to this month's patrons, all you president circle members, get your name mentioned on the podcast every month. 
you'd like to be a member and get two more bonus episodes of our show where we talk about Marvel movies, Star Trek Discovery, uh, Star Trek shorts, you name it, we're going to talk about it. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. And uh, I suppose we'll head back into the Admirals Club. No, we're going we're gonna to go straight into the circle. Right? Okay. Yeah. The United Federation of Planets President Circle. Nice. <laughs> Whoa, Holiday <laughs> is back. And it's hunk time. Alright, I got this ready already. Let me just reopen this. Again, if anybody out there wants to uh, hear more of us, there is a way to do it. It's the President's Circle. Come on over. Be a be a person who, quite frankly, is worth their weight in gold. At this point, you're making sure that we're doing at least one episode of the main pod a month. So yeah. God bless you. Literally, without you, I don't know that I would uh, be able to make the time. He's that right tip right down just a tad. Oh, you don't like it too loud? <laughs> a little bit loud in here, holla right. DJ. Let's say thank you to the following people. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Adam Connard. Uh, this is all alphabetical order. I should go in order of... He's going to switch it up. We never do alphabetical order. We always do order of like who joined when. Oh. Nice. Right? Oh, interesting. What is that? What is what? Oh, that's how he's given how much he's given lifetime. That's the month the month this month the pledge. Did he pledge a hundred dollars? Yes. Jeffrey Tollefson. You better tell him to check double check and make sure he didn't accidentally do that, but in the meantime he's the winner. Jeffrey Tollefson. God bless you, sir. He might even be a lieutenant commander for that. Amber Schmidt, thank you. Um, yeah, and she gave a 20. Anders uh, Peterson she a couple also. Of extra bucks. God bless you. Um, and then who's the other? These are the other people. Anders Peterson and Lynn Perdue also and gave Amber more Schmidt. than the than the bottom. And then of course, uh, Sir Reginald Pennybottom gave us a little bit more to have the funnier end of 69. 17 dollars and 69 cents. And uh, Derek, Derek Atkinson, Atkinson rounding Je- rounding it up to two cents, seventeen oh two. So did Jet Jurgens. Jet Jurgens, seventeen oh two. You're all gentlemen and scholars. Uh, so and let's hit it. Here we go. Adam Rogers. Uh, Adam Zani. Adrian Carter. Elena. Lieutenant Alan L. Alex D. Geslin. Alex Borsier. Good job on the phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> Allison Lampley. Alyssa L. Uh, Amanda Bootwell. Amy Giles. Andrew Barber. Andrew Firstunda. <laughs> Andrew Gibson. Andrew Ingram. Andrew McClure. Lieutenant Andrew Polkrang. Oh, Andrew Witzel. Why did that? I mean, is this how long this is taking that we went through that entire song? Andrew Prime. Where'd it go? It's over. Do you want to do a different one? Yeah, let's just hear the B-52s. Okay. Thanks, Hollow DJ. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> he's an like, alien. Sounds like that guy who always thinks he's the president. <laughs> I also want the DJ oh, in here. Oh, no, Amy Giles. I want the DJ booth. Oh, no. I'm the president. I'm, I'm allowed to do on, it. Andy. I just have to check something here. Okay. While we do this, you know, I, 
they're fans of ours. They get us. They know how long we take to do things. You want me to keep reading while you're doing? No, because I just want to double check something. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Okay. Uh, and I want to make sure that everybody who is in the president's circle. Yes. Okay. Good. All active. Excellent. Back to Amy Giles, who gets mentioned one more time. Andrew Barber, Andrew Perstunda, of course, Andrew Gibson, Andrew Ingram, Andrew McClure, Andrew Polkring, Andrew Prime, and Andrew Witzel. Andy is cute as a button. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm not even saying it. Angel uh, Rivera the third. Uh, really? Why did I jump in there? I should have made Matt say that. <laughs> Anthony Rida. <laughs> Anthony Trepicione. <laughs> Trepicione, maybe? Trepicione? We'll never figure it out until he writes it out phonetically. Barry Wallace, Ben Badnock, Ben McClarty, Ben Roach, Ben, Matt and Andy have to read whatever I type. Hill. Beth Harrington, Brandon Davis, Brandon Callinger, Brett Jarrett. Brett Euler, Brett Parsons, Brian Hellman, Brian McDonald. Brian Stokes, Brian Ruffwinkle, CD, CC Sadler, Katie, Kate Lee M, Carmen DeHoog, Carolyn Land, Catface, Chad Fate, Chad N. Yarborough, Lieutenant Charlie Whitmore, Lieutenant Chip Beeping, Chris <laughs> Allen, Chris Casimiro, Chris Dybal, Chris Leopold, Chris Love, Chris Nedgwitz, Christopher Coffey, Christopher Colbert. Chris, uh, Chuck Day, Claire Powells, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison, Lieutenant uh, Commander Cosmo Moore, CPO Echo Charlie. Uh, he uh, he was mad that you kept mispronouncing his name, and he just changed it. <laughs> oh, I think that was Chief uh, Petty Officer Echo Charlie. Yeah, not too much of value. I'm not going to say who the name was because I'm going to say it wrong. I'm sure. Uh, Lieutenant Dak Pate, Lieutenant Dan Billing, Dan Costellic, Dan McLeod, Dana McCabe, Daniel. Perez, Daniel St. Louis, Daniel Stenrod, Darren Gleaton, Darren Deshong, Daryl the Animal Noy, David Fiola, Lieutenant David Marquez, Derek Westover, Diane M. Martin, Doug Atkinson, Doug My Dim, Edward Andres Acevedo, Elizabeth Simpson, Elizabeth Story, Emily Snecker. Thank you, Emily Eldred. Thank you, Eric B. Thanks to Erica Van Aver, Eric Maun. Mon? Yeah, Mon. Aaron N. Rahan G. Hang on. Gahar? I'm going to do it. Okay. Ferran Gesserjus. It's, it's close Sounds to good to me. If we're off, please put a phonetic spelling next to your name. Fred Coppersmith, Frederick Rombouts, Frederick Roy. Roy? Roy. Gareth uh, Case, Gary Martinez, Gary Canavan, Glenn Wakeley. Heather Nelson, Hooten Waddle, Hubert, Hubert Arushia. Hubert? Hubert Arushia. I, Andy, declare Kevin Storer to be the president of... Undisputed to be. Oh, you have to read that one. I, Andy, declare Kevin's lieutenant. I, Andy, declare Kevin Storer to be the undisputed president. Um, I'm the president, though. He can't be the president. Ian Buckley, Ian Warner, JD Cohen, Jack Savici. That's got to be Cavici. Uh, James Baker, James Carrier, and Jan Leppert. Jason Inman, Jason Sinclair, Jay. Hang on. What's next in the Hollow DJ's uh, Hollow buttons? I can't wait to find out. It's gonna be planet claire wow i've heard that in a long time where'd we leave Ooh, off it's it's a uh, space themed appropriate uh judge uh, judge 439 jean-luc picard monta bon jovi 
Janine Schultz, Jeff Jenkins, Jeff Millies, Jeff the Human and Maximus the Dog. Jeffrey Child, Jennifer Letter, uh, Jesse Elliott, Jesse Glasby, Jesse Hendricks, Jessica McCannley, Linz, Jillian Randles. JJ Carter, Joe Fermanek, Lieutenant Joe Moore, Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley. Hmm. Joe Sullivan, Joel Greenbow, John Lynn, John Turin, Jonathan Sourshell, Jonathan Wentz, Jonathan Misner. Julie Phillips, Katie Campbell. You missed Joyce Hudson. Oh, I'm sorry, Joyce Hudson. Thank you so much. Kamal Abul Hussain, uh, Karen Van Off, Kasia. Kasia? 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 Anyway. Kasia? Let's now say thank you to Catherine. Catherine Novacek, Catherine Shimmons, Kathleen Guzman, and Katya Woolishan. Cave Art on Facebook and Instagram. Keith Badela, Kellen Adamson, Kelly Coe, Kelly Newman, Kendra Song, Kevin of Nine, Kiernan O'Sullivan. Kim Vilsick, Kip Corbett, Cody Stanley, Kristen Scalisi, Christopher Fernaghi, Kyle Thompson. I dig this vibe. Is this all instrumental? I think there are words in it. Lauren Gleason, Donkey of Prey, Lawrence Yetner Jr., uh, Lieutenant... Ah, uh, you're not did a you, commander. Did, you, did we read Lance Daniel Hepper? I'm not sure. Just uh, now, we now we did. Uh, Lieutenant... Uh, unless your first name's Commander. I'm not buying that. It could that. be his Jeff middle name. E, Lieutenant anyway, Commander Jeff said e. it, all right? Linda Dilbeck, Linnea Thunsel, Lissy D, Lieutenant Commander Josh Ball, Lieutenant David E. from Brisbane, Australia. Uh, Luke Morgan Rowe. I wonder if he's a legitimate uh, lieutenant. M.M. Um, Malik. Mandy Fitzgerald. Ask if a legitimate Luke. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Marcello Vita. Marcus Erlinson. Marie Capasso. Mark Mitchell. Mark Pomprowitz. Mark uh, Redenius. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Matthew Wypert. Matt Brick. Matt M. Matt Mangus. Matt Schaefer. Mattel Nevera. Warch Babylon. <laughs> Matt will never watch Babylon 5. Oh, nice! That's what that is. That's very good. Oh, That's nice very trick. Good. Very good. Matthew L. Went. That is very complicated uh, phonetic spelling. I love it. Matthew Tiberius Burns. Matoween, when the baby Yodas went on sale. <laughs> there it is. Melody Harris, Merrick Boosfield, Michael Howe, Mike Gaylord, Mike Jones, Mike Mann, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann, Miriam Centeno. Mr. Bundy, Mr. Lieutenant... Tony Lynn, uh, Nathan Han Haney, NCC1701. Nick, Nicholas Jones, Nicholas Payne, Nick G, Paul Brisk, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk. Paul Carley, uh, Paul Sharp, Peter Shearn. Thank you, Paul Philip Gerst, Preston Foster, Professor X, uh, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Raymond. Uh, Rebecca Shavita, Richard Davis, Richard Phillips, Risa Kachuk. Uh, Rob Baptiste, Rob Sabin, Robert Denton, Robert Olson, Robert Larson, Ron LeBlanc. Ross, there can be only one McLeod. <laughs> Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Uh, we do it every month. We always forget. Ryan Hecht, Ryan Solo, Sandra M., Sean, Sean Russell. Simon Harper, Sky Wilson, Shriekenar, Stephen Herman, Stephen Price. Price. Oh, Steve, Stephen White, White Steve, Steve Thomas, Stephen Cotter, Stephen Small, Stephen Ray Nichols, Sully Cash, Tara Hunter, Ted Marth, the infamous pirate, Captain Andrew Hook, the Campbells, the Waco Kid. The Dude Never Bowls. Thomas Nettleton. Thomas T. Rikerson. Tim Collins. Tim Seabell. Tim Shields. Timothy Cullen. Tina Rowdio. Tish Wheeler. Todd Meyer. Tom Kelsall. Tony Keg. Tracy Sissel. Decker Bowers. Troy Ray. Vincent Mary. Tyler Rosewood. William. Uh, Will Holesclaw. 
and William Temin. You just skipped. Oh, it's so confusing to me. So, I was so out of control. I you just even. lost it. You just had the yeah, B-52s yeah. flowing through you. You couldn't so you handle me all anything about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty cool. Everybody's, everybody's up and dancing in the uh, president's circle. Shot that video on the Santa Monica Pier, everybody. Oh, nice. They had some crazy outfits, these B-52s. What's his name? Fred. That's a great question. Fred B-52? <laughs> Fred B-52. <laughs> Fred 52. Fred, what is Fred's last name? Schneider. Schneider. So, so on the tip of our tongue. Mm -hmm. And yet, here we are. So Andy. Cool. Matt. Suppose we should uh, beam over to uh, our movie theater to watch Spider-Man: Homecoming, so that you and I can then do a bonus episode. I look forward to it, buddy. Sounds good to us. I hope it sounds good to you. Please subscribe to our Patreon, and uh, we're so thankful that you guys still keep listening to us yammer on and on about Star Trek: Next Generation and sometimes Star Wars. Okay. This. Engage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, Visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.